Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlund here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of the day's message is, If God Wanted Us to Think Small. And let me tell you the conclusion of that. If God wanted us to think small and with limitations, he did a bad job in telling us so. Hey, I can't wait to get into this message because I believe this is going to break lids off of our lives. And before I do, hey, we're starting our transformational mind renewal course, September 12th. I'm recording this right before that date. And we have two levels of this five-month online course made for people who are on the go, three, four hours a week, maximum commitment, and two levels, the essentials, and then intensive. The intensive level has more community, has three sessions with an Igniting Hope certified belief trainer. It's going to be great. Go to ignitinghopeacademy.com for more information. If you're looking for something, if you like these podcasts, that is our greatest teaching to systematically renew your mind, the five steps of radical mind renewal. Hey, if you can't afford it, let us know at info at ignitinghope.com and tell us what you can do because we want everybody to be a part of it. Hey, let's get into this. If God wanted us to think small and with limitations, he did a bad job in telling us so. Some of you know I love dogs and we have a dog named Buddy. He's a, a schnoodle, a mixture between a giant schnauzer and a standard poodle. And we got him a couple years ago. And when we got Buddy, we also had a dog at that time named Duncan, a black lab. Now, they had two different approaches to eating food. And I would say this, that Duncan had a more poverty mindset and Buddy has a more of an abundance mindset. When we put Duncan's food down, he would wolf it down, giving the impression, this may be my last meal. I need to really, really make sure I get every crumb. Buddy, he, we put his food down. He's nonchalant. He won't eat it for a few hours. Sometimes he won't eat it until the end of the day. He has more of an abundance mindset. He believes that there's just food is going to keep flowing. Reminds me of my grandson, Caden, that I love to talk about. He's 16 right now when he was about three or two, maybe, yeah, probably three. I asked Caden, I said, hey, Caden, how come you always have so many good ideas? Because he was saying, let's do this, let's do that. And his answer was, well, when I run out of good ideas, God gives me more. I said, wow, this guy believes there's an overflowing, ever-flowing flow of wisdom and ideas coming to him. By the way, that's a word for you. Those who believe they always have ideas and wisdom flowing will always have ideas and wisdom flowing. Hmm, I like it. So, we think about this, and we think about the abundance mindset. And it makes me think that, again, 
if God wanted us to think small and wanted us to think with limitations, he did a real bad job telling us so. Let me give you just some verses here. This is only a small group of verses that we could, we could have a hundred more in here. John 10, 10, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy. This is what Jesus said, but I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Wow. And the Greek word for abundantly is Zoe, or it's, that's life, it's Zoe life. And that is overflowing life. Mark 9, 23, all things are possible to him who believes. Luke 1, 37, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Ephesians 3, 20, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. That's a good one because it's, it's according to what's already inside of us. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Philippians 4, 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hi, oh my. Psalm 91, 17, a thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Again, we're saying, man, if God wanted us to think small, he did a bad job telling us. So Psalm 1, verses 2, and then at the end of 3, and in his law, he meditates day and night, and whatever he does shall prosper. John 14, 12, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do because I go to the Father. Matthew 14, 29, Peter walked on the water to go to Jesus. Romans 6, 11, likewise, you also Reckon yourself to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. These and many other Bible verses invite us to think big and to dream big about what is possible in life. They are an invitation, listen to this, they are an invitation for us to decide to become spiritual explorers and spiritual experimenters to find the uncharted territories of the abundant life that Jesus promised us in John 10.10. 10. 
just as Christopher Columbus set sail to find lands that the experts of the day were not even sure existed, we too can set sail for a type of living that no one has experienced before. Let me say that again. Just as Christopher Columbus set sail to find lands that the experts of the day were not even sure existed, we too can set sail for a type of living that no one has experienced before. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10 says this, But as it is written, eye is not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. And I'm talking today for people who love him, to people who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. These, these things that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor have entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared, these have been revealed to us through his spirit. Our belief that there is more to be experienced causes hunger in our hearts and creates a massive upgrade in our decision-making. It causes us to be dissatisfied with the status quo. It causes us to take greater risks. And it causes us to be future-focused instead of past-focused. Philippians 3.13 says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. For you and I, there is no limit to the amount of those things we can reach forward to. As we become increasingly fully convinced about that, we will move past survivalism and into the incredible possibilities for our lives. And we'll move past the Duncan poverty mindset into the buddy abundance mindset. This is what hope does. And, you know, these verses I share, these principles, this is for some of you. You just rewind it, listen to those verses again, listen to them as you go to bed at night. They're going to get into your spirit. And as they get into their spirit, as you abide in the word, it's going to make you free. You're going to know the truth, and it's going to make you you free. And this is what hope's all about. Hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present, and we have the power. I have the power to help make it so. Hope is an overall optimistic attitude about the future based on the goodness and promises of God. Faith people without hope do not believe they have many options. They do not believe in great possibilities because they're fixated on certain outcomes to happen. But faith people with hope believe in a big God, believe in that, that there is literally, yes, unchartered territory to experience spiritually in God experience in our own life about the possibilities of what we can do. We will have the phrase in our spirits, who told you that when we speak 
limiting words over our lives or we have limiting thoughts or where we just conclude that we're not good at something or conclude that that this will never happen to us or conclude that we're at a disadvantage. We'll say, who told you that? Who told you that? And I know the Igniting Hope podcast family are people of possibility thinkers, are people who are breaking out of the pack. It's what Caleb did He in Numbers 13 and 14. It's illustrated. He broke out of the pack. There's negativity all around him. The 10 spies uh, who went with him and Joshua had a negative report. Joshua and him had a positive report. And I can understand Joshua because he spent extra time in the tent of meeting. But Caleb, he broke out of the pack of the the negative thinking, of the restrictive thinking, of the limited thinking, of the small thinking, of the victim mindset and thinking. He broke out of the pack and, and, and thought differently. The Bible says in Numbers 14 that he had a different spirit. You have a different spirit. You are breaking out of the pack. You are, uh, you are a spiritual explorer. You are a spiritual experimenter. You are one who doesn't challenge the Word of God with your experience. You challenge your experience with the Word of God. Wow. I love it. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you like these podcasts, why don't you tell somebody else about them and about our ministry if you haven't signed up for our newsletter You can go to ignitinghope.com and you want to receive that. You'll receive a Monday email with the blog and podcast. You'll receive a Thursday email with what we're doing ministry-wise, courses, free resources that we have for you. And if you're not signed up for our YouTube channel and you want to do that, you can go and subscribe there as well as we're increasing our YouTube content. Hey, Steve Backlin here from Igniting Hope Ministries. And again, we are here to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. I believe after love, hope is the most powerful leadership, influential quality there is. That our hope level determines our influence level. And he who is the most hope has hope the most influence. It's difficult to influence that which you do not have hope for, whether it's yourself, whether it's a family member, whether it's your nation. And if we do not have hope, that hopelessness about the problem is a bigger problem than the problem. Let me say that again. Our hopelessness about a situation is a bigger problem than a situation because that Lack of hope comes from believing lies. Lies create hopelessness. Truth creates hope. And if we try to change circumstances without changing the beliefs surrounding those circumstances, we're not going to see long-lasting transformation. And remember, too, the joy of the Lord is your strength. We don't need strength at the end of the battle. We need strength in the middle of the battle. 
for pretty much everybody listening today. Today's just not a good day to walk in radical joy. <laughs> you, we're, we're either too tired for joy, we're disappointed, we're battling personal weaknesses, we're hearing bad news in the media. Joy in a more convenient season, I will call for you. But I've noticed this, there's never a convenient season to be radically joyful. And the Lord said this, he said, hey, Steve, if you're not joyful now, the chances of you being joyful in the future are slim. I'm not talking about if you're going through a time of mourning, but we can't make mourning a lifestyle. And for most of us, if we're not joyful now, we're not going to be joyful in the future. Now, that may sound harsh, but it's really a, for me, it was a wake-up call. It was a wake-up call. And how do we increase our joy? Well, we increase it through thanksgiving, by focusing more on what we do have than what we don't have. Thanksgiving to God and thanksgiving to people. Psalm 100 says we enter his gates with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a gate for many things, including joy. And then we increase our joy by delighting in the Lord. Hope, faith people with hope are delighters. Psalm 37 verse 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. The context of that is the delighter is delighting with unfulfilled desires. Outcomes that he wants to see happen that haven't happened. Prayers that he's prayed that he hasn't seen happen. Promises that, that he or she has believed for that hasn't happened yet. It's in that context that the delighter is delighting. <laughs> and all of us, you've got unfulfilled desires, I've got unfulfilled desires. But as we delight in the Lord, as, as we break off the spirit of heaviness, by the way, faith people without hope often carry a spirit of heaviness around because they're waiting for an outcome to fully live. They're waiting for an outcome to fully live, something to happen, to fully live. Subconscious belief system, I can't fully live until that happens. Well, that's a lie. We just break that off in the name of Jesus. And delighters, woohoo, Lord, I can't wait to see what you're going to do about this situation. I can't wait to see what you're going to do in that family member. I can't wait to see what you're going to do in my nation. I can't wait to see what you're going to do in this area of personal struggle. I bless you right now as a delighter. Wow, wow, wow. Hey, before I close, let's do what we've been doing. I've been illustrating the power of attaching great faith to small things that we do. The Lord said, Steve, instead of waiting to do something great, why don't you attach great faith to what you're doing now? It'll become great. And so I've been asking you to pray five seconds for Igniting Hope Ministries. And you can do it right now and just attach faith to it. You attach faith by saying, thank you. Thank you, Lord. It's done. It's happening. So pray for my wife, Wendy, and I, our team, and for our transformational mind renewal course that's starting. If you can't be a part of it, and it's not your season, great. Just pray for that or anything else. The Lord inspires you to pray for us. Five-second prayer. Amen, amen. Hey, by the way, this podcast is an excerpt out of my book, Fully Convinced. It's coming out 
We trust it'll come out in November of this year, around there. We'll just keep keep watching our uh, newsletters, social media, etc. Hey, thanks to those who have been sowing financially into Igniting Hope. It blesses us so much. We just are so thankful. And if you have the desire to do that, you can go to ignitinghope.com and you can find our donate give button. It's there. All right, everybody. Looking forward to being with you again on another podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. Steve Backlin here. God bless. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.